Do you have the funds to establish something that is so engaging to you, your customers, your suppliers, your vendors, your partners, and the ecosystem that you represent within your enterprise to accommodate everybody? I can almost guarantee you the answer is no. Which is the right answer? No one can say yes to this. Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Cal. Cal, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. So give us a highlight of who you are and what you love to do for work. My name is Cal Salem. Um, I'm very passionate about digital transformation with a background of engineering, uh, top of the class in MBA, and lately executive Uh, advanced studies with uh, Harvard, I tried to seal the deal around digital transformation to truly bring the best out of it to the entrepreneurs community and business at large. Nice. I love it. So before we get into what that is, how did you get into that as a thing? Oh, come on. Uh, Those are like... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was three and I was playing with my little engineering set. There you go. Uh, in fact, it, it all started with uh, a summer job, and I decided back in the 90s to buy my first computer, designed my first game that was in 1991. Nice. And from there, I had that determination, and the passion really drove me all the way through. Finished my engineering degree um, and presented my first project at that time, which was sponsored and got a grant of $150,000 from Sun Microsystems. That's in 1999. In fact, the president of the company attended my graduation ceremony and the presentation. It was also hosted on TV for eight minutes during the mainstream uh, news. Um, It solved a problem, a real problem. So I felt so proud about it. And I thought, you know what? I'll continue down the path. So I hopped on and I love business. So bringing engineering forward with a lot of solutions for problems that people don't know about, then what's, you, what's the use? You're still in, in, in the underground level. Bringing it forward to people to make use of it, that's where business comes in. So MBA got into it. It was an executive MBA. So a lot of demand on project and engagement with the market. I worked on uh, the e-business concept at the time. It was still evolving to support businesses to stand up on their feet and lower costs and have more exposure to market. By the end of that, I graduated with honor and distinction. My thesis was actually um, published and I also produced a paper uh, that was published in the first e-business conference in the world. Uh Believe it or not, that was the birth of digital transformation right then and there in 2005. Wow. So you didn't just go into it. You created the industry. <laughs> well, I tried to be one of those pioneers to bring something forward and I, because I loved it and I actually applied it. And then I had one out of two choices, either go for my PhD or become a practitioner, practitioner business, um, went forward with being a practitioner, um, worked my way through some large programs in e-government, adoption of e-services in creating the complex infrastructure where people can benefit from it as citizens and as customers in certain uh, enterprise banking systems where I focused most of my life to be on banking. 
um, that's where complex uh, projects as well as integrated with telco where they have to carry those services forward over a, a certain medium or another um, that further fueled my focus on digital transformation for being the shortest path to goal. And I published my first book in 2012. Uh, that was more of the fruits of my labor, trying to summarize what I know and completely transformed it from being a technical aspect of things into a completely business language where you can understand it as a business case. So here's what this bank did. Here's what that organization did. Here's how you can do with capital markets or how you can do it with wealth management and so forth. So it started raising good questions that we need to answer as entrepreneurs. So I'm trying to introduce a solution that really works. Fast forward to the point where I've worked with multiple, um, I would say mega enterprises across North America, uh, specialized in financial services, some of which are Fortune 500, help them with complete transformation from on ground to on cloud with all of their systems. I'm talking about projects the size of $450 million over three years spent in order to keep those companies operating without the customers feeling a change in anything except a modernized way of engaging with business and how to make it happen. And then I started looking at small and medium businesses. So what about us, right? And that's when we need to literally stick to each other, bring something forward to the world where it must be affordable. It should not cost us, well, I have to sell my, my kidney if I'm going to put a website out. So it's not fair. And that's where we started further advocating for most of those big giants to also include the small and medium businesses as part of this digital adoption, digital harmonization and digital transformation journey. And I focus on harmonization because I am always keen on promoting the idea, do not drop what you have if it works. Make sure you get the best out of it, get something digital, mix it up, harmonize your environment, get what you need in order to continue to grow. And maybe later in our conversation, I'll, I'll provide some pointers on how you can actually do that. But um, this is it. Lately, I parted ways with IBM. I was there as a partner leading digital transformation across uh, North America. And I thought, I'd like to give my business a chance and see where we can land with this, given that we've been operating in the past eight years, actually, in the market totally in emerging markets outside of North America in collaboration with Export Canada. Uh, such a, a great program and definitely gives us a chance as Canadians to provide um, professional expertise where elsewhere in the world it acts, it's actually needed. So I would say this is me in a little bit bigger than a nutshell, I would say. But <laughs> Have. Well, I love it because you're preaching to the choir, so I am not going to be the one to interrupt you. Uh, and I have seen myself that big business totally gets it. They have seen it for years. They saw it coming and they have been adopting it almost from the get go, I'm going to say. Um, and the reason I can say that is because my partner in business, I did not have your <laughs> journey. I got my first computer in, in 1995. I did not get hundred grand in grants. I was silly enough to start my own businesses. Um, but my partner who set up my first computer had uh, set up one of the first SCADA systems in the oil and gas industry and worked with the big companies building out the $400 million software program. So I get that. And I see them 
embracing it. What I don't see is small and medium business understanding how to embrace it. So they get a computer and they're like, oh yeah, we're online. It's like, mm, no, <laughs> to talk I, to me about kind of how do you uh, start the conversation with them, get them understanding what it is. Let's first appreciate the fact that every entrepreneur out there, every business owner who started from the ground up deserve definitely the appreciation of everyone for what they've done so far with systems, without systems, digitally, non-digitally, it doesn't matter. So please keep that in mind as we're talking through this, because this is not supposed to mask what you've already created. All we're trying to do is give your business um, a, a facelift that actually accommodates where we are right now. And let's go have fun with it. It's not going to drastically affect you, except positively if you play it right. I was with um, one of those distinguished entrepreneurs today. Um, we were having lunch and he was so proud of all the systems that he created by his own hands. Like he, he literally automated every piece of his business by using simple file storage looking into how he can receive, send, and maintain contacts through Outlook, full-fledged automation of Outlook in every possible way. Calendar, tasks, like he was talking about it so passionately that I was so scared to say the word digital anymore. <laughs> you know, what you got is great, I'm not touching it, but here's what you're trying to do. You have a team of strong five. You guys were able to hit the mark of $5 million revenue last year. Out of five people, kudos. That's really great. You want to grow, right? Yes. I said, then you need to step back from being the back, uh, the quarterback of everybody because that's what you're doing. I need you to take the leadership. You need now to be heading them towards where they need to go and they need to do this on their own. But each one of them needs also to extend the butt of their team and look of how they can grow their own portfolio. And in order for you to do that, you need a little bit more than what you have. You do have a great accounting system in place, but that's what you rely on with your reporting to understand what's coming in, what's coming out of my pocket. Great. Do you know what's happening with your pipeline between the beginning and the end of the month, beginning and the end of the quarter, at least for the first half of the year? The answer is yes. And I said, show me. Let's go to your office. Can you please show me? We did. Went back to his office and what he's done was magnificent. He actually double clicked on a folder and he said, every case that I have is, as you can see, is a PDF that has, and I said, oh my God, really? And he, I manage it through this. You have such a structured mind that I cannot contest. I, infect me if you could, that virus is great, but I can do it in a different way. Let's look at your overall construct from a domain name that has your email that also provides you with on cloud instead of your regular classical way of storing your files in a hardware somewhere sitting in your kitchen. I can see it, right? There is nothing wrong with that. I'm not undermining that. All I'm saying is no one should touch what you have. I'm going to create your digital entity now. Allow me to create that digital enterprise that replicates exactly what you do with further reliability, resiliency, and scalability. He's not hungry for more money, trust me, but he would love to continue to grow his brand. And I think there is a huge difference here because if you grow your brand in a way that people recognize it as respectable, then the money will come in. 
if you go after the money, there is no brand behind it. The money will come, the money will go, and you'll still be in the same spot. Absolutely. So uh, I'll pause here. If you have any commentary or back to me, but it was a great story that I got exposed to today. It right. represents every possible entrepreneur out there. I, I love it for so many reasons, because I think there are a lot of people who are super smart in a lot of areas, and I'm seeing a lot more what I'm going to call renaissance people. Of They're super good at a skill that they brought into the business, and they are kind of tech savvy, and they love to play with it. And, and kind of when I'm talking to them, it's like, okay, and we're going to talk about revenue generating activity we should be spending your attention. But to your point, they're not money, money motivated, but they are either legacy motivated or they want to have that reputation. They want to bring their personality out in the world because they have great ideas. As much as I agree with you there, I'd like to double click on money motivated versus growth motivated. Yeah. You are, if you're building for growth and you're trying to truly continue down the path, making this business last for as long as it should be, then let's think digitally a little bit. And I'm not saying technically here. I'm saying digitally because it's a behavioral aspect of your organization. Some might say, we're just a team of five. Of five. I just gave you an example of five people, what they were able to do. Great things, excellent reputation but they do not have a mechanism to integrate their marketing campaigns, multiple of them across the year with their sales pipeline. These two are two separate entities within the same organization. They don't see what's happening on both ends. Well, somebody might jump in and say, automation, connectivity, integration. Whoa, wait, mentality first. Do you need it? If the answer is yes, how can you get there safely? Do you have the funds to establish something that is so engaging to you, your customers, your suppliers, your vendors, your partners, and the ecosystem that you represent within your enterprise to accommodate everybody? I can almost guarantee you the answer is no. Which is the right answer? No one can say yes to this. And that's why when you look at a digital path to adopt, it's a gradual adoption and harmonization process. So don't fear it, embrace it and start step by step, start small, baby steps. Then let's crawl, let's walk, then let's run. Give yourself enough time. In the small and medium business world, anything that is done in less than 24 months is always questionable in terms of success. Take your time to grow the business because you also need your team to be able to work with you on that growth. You can't just grow on your own, even if you have the smarts to do it. You have the brains, you have the ability, just like that super entrepreneur that I just met. Now, once you've done that, look into that growth is dependent on which type of demographics. How am I reaching them? Maybe a term that many people I'm sure have heard of, but I don't know if they've had the chance to experience it. It's called omni-channel strategy. Which channel of those that are available to you brings you the most revenue that you consider to be stable and a source of sustainability of your business? Give me one, give me two, now give me your top three. If I'm able to secure those for you, what would you do with the rest? And the word would be, oh, 
I'll make them grow too, because now I can rely on these to kind of be self-propelling. We're working on a mechanism here that will turn this conversation into, I did not really pay attention to the other four beyond the three, and that's where growth is, but I was not able to capture it. I was like, okay, but allow me here to suggest. With the first three that we've identified, walking customers included, by the way, it's not excluded. How is the experience look like? What do you do in order to make your customers truly engaged with your product, service, and overall engagement as a customer, um, comprehending, understanding organization, focused on what the customer really needs? Is there some sort of a feedback channel that tells you, did I really do good when I said hi and my smile was all over my face? I need to hear from you. So voice of a customer, does it exist? If the answer is no, we still have work to do here. Okay, well, Cal, what do I do with all of this? How do I bring it together? So take a step back. Let's take a look at your systems. We're past those days where we literally had to invest in buying a Lamborghini to go to school and back. And that's what we used to do in the past. I'm not talking about far back in time. It's literally less than 10 years ago. That's what we used to do. We, need to, we needed to pay a lot of money in order to get an accounting system, a proper accounting system, a proper CRM in place, any SCM needed, any integration needed, all of that. Even digitalizing our office environment was very, very costly, including a lot of machinery, paper. It's like not totally environment considerate. All of these now are on the table. So your ESG, your overall environment and social governance and engagement is also top of mind while we're talking about this. So while you're looking around you, I would say subscription-based systems will enable you to grow along the way. Don't try to go and buy that box of tissues where you can only get one ply of those or two ply of those at a time, sneeze or cough and then throw it away and it becomes more of consumption-based, but you're limited in the box. Once the box run out of those, you technically ran out of room to grow. That's it. Go buy another box. Well, it's actually what you're paying for the next month. What I'm asking you to do is, can you please look at a platform where you will get that same service, but the doors and windows are still open for you at any point in time to continue to build upon what you've already accomplished? And that's where many people hit the ceiling. It's a glass ceiling. They just don't recognize it. Absolutely. So there's a few ways that come to mind for me to, when looking at businesses, but give us some examples of clients that you've worked with and how they've created that, say, membership. Some of which were, um, I'd pick uh, wealth management, mm -hmm. right? They have products and they have services and both of these need to be very well integrated in order for me to believe in somebody and say, here's all of my money. I'm going to sleep while you're making those money bringing a lot, right? Now, what they've done, they tried to become ahead of the game by being computerized, call it automated, using Excel sheets of any kind. And they created this magnificent Excel sheet. They spent around $2,000 on some really good programmer. He was able to create that Excel sheet by each click on any of those cells. You will get the information moving from one sheet 
to another. And by the end of it, you'll get that nice graph and it will show whomever is operating on it, how good is that portfolio working? And trust me, that's it. The rest of the story is outlook and contacts. And to them, well, and most of these, and some of these, I would say, were family businesses. Um, the family come together, they brought their money, the rest of the family's money, their friend's money, and they started reaching out, knocking on doors, saying, give me your money, I'm going to make something good with it. And that Excel sheet started to grow. Their business started to grow up until that family business. I'm talking about a real case out of British Columbia became a $50 million revenue worth every annual cycle. That's what they produce. A $1.1 billion worth of a portfolio. That's a big business. Believe it or not, Excel sheet based. Yes. So is that wrong? Of course not. One thing that might go wrong is a little sneaky virus finds its way to wherever they're putting those things and the whole business is wiped out. We're out of that era. But just the thought of it really, it scared me. And I like asked the president, um, how do you sleep at night? I said, look, it, it, I don't know what to call it, but I think we were just really busy with growing the business, but not paying attention to how much effort we put into it, let alone our ability to manage risk now is way too high. And we'd like to ease it. We'd like to take things a lot more pragmatically uh, digestible. So we started with looking at, can we shift, look at a proper CRM and a proper engine that can, that can run your own business and can demonstrate to your customers those magnificent achievements. And step by step, he said, I'm willing to pay this. Wait, don't pay a thing. The first thing that we both need to agree to, let's onboard your team to the new tool. If they don't know how to use it, your business is going down. So I never looked at it that way. I said, that's exactly the way that you need to look at it. You're replacing an Excel sheet. Let's do it a like for like. I'm going to give you almost the same look and feel while I'm not supporting it, but just let's get transitional from this phase to that phase first. Ensure that your team is loving what they're seeing, even the colors. You've been working with this for so long. They're accustomed to the green. If I turn that to blue, trust me, some of them might be annoyed or they all hate the green. Let them ask for which color is this supposed to be? When we are respectful to that team needs, then we will bring this forward in a very successful manner in terms of adoption. And I do need champions, even for a team of five, at least I need two champions to master the tool and help the rest of the team. Not everyone is acquainted with digital nor like it. We've been through this in a way that he did not actually realize how much they were so hungry to adopt that digital transformation and harmonization journey step by step. He looked at the investments that he had in mind versus what we brought forward and thought, thank you for coming our way. I thought I'm literally going to invest this much. I said, I don't think you should, except if I'm going to take advantage of you. But here's where you should not. 
forget the fact that you should continue to evolve along with your growth. And that's where every CEO of a smaller or bigger or medium company will always look for the three golden letters, ROI. Return on my investment. Can you show me something? I said, why should I show you? Don't pay me if you don't get it. So what do you mean? I said, don't invest in the tool, except if you see that the return on your investment is operationally wise and perceived. OPEX has a ceiling and has a floor. It could be OPEX for operational costs. And that we always want to bring it down to the floor, ground it. OPEX is also operational excellence. Now we want that to top the ceiling. So let's talk about your next in line target that you should start working for as of now. The moment you've adopted digital, start thinking AI. And I'm not trying to scare anybody here. Artificial intelligence is not going to replace your team. No system in the world can actually do that. What it's going to do is it's going to free their hands from the repetitive work that they do every day. And we want them to focus on the essence and the core of the business, which is growing more money on trees, right? Isn't that what you guys do? I said, that's, that's correct. I said, then why do I need to keep in my mind that I have to produce this report to my CEO every week and I have to deliver this and I have to redo that and I have, well, leave all of that to me. I'll bake it in the system. It'll work for you. It'll come ready to your front desk. It'll be on your screen when you need it. You can consolidate and integrate all of your systems to work on each and every one of those customers through one screen and one screen alone. You don't have to hop from one system to another. It will all feed in. And he said, now, what kind of bill should I wait for? Not much, really. You will see what I mean because these are applicable, configurable features you just don't know about. So am I dumbing it down for you? Trust me, I'm not. All I'm saying is I haven't even mentioned a word of technology here. Do you really care what type of technology? You don't care, but what you care for is the flow of business and how now, I know there's something happening in your head. You're thinking now, what do I do with Matthew? What do I do with Karen and Sarah? Oh my God, I'd like to free her hands and I want her to focus on that portfolio more, make more connections, focus on the partnership, seek other wallets that we can put those money in. And isn't that what's going on in your head? Hell yeah, hell yeah. That's what I want out of digital. If that's what I'm gonna get, then that's what I'm going for. I'd still say, please don't rush. Baby steps, crawl, walk, then run. Take your time. Funny thing, um, three, last, last Thursday, I was with an owner of a manufacturing facility, one of a kind in Canada. They do a magnificent thing, by the way. They, they manufacture those rolling doors on uh, the fire trucks and most of those um, you know, moving trucks that we just, we take that for granted, right? <laughs> but right. It, it's not a product. That's not what the manufacturing uh, process of any given car company do or truck company do. This is an, an on top and beyond. So that there turned out to be an ecosystem that actually nurtures all of that. When I got introduced to it, um, 
his, his biggest concern was we invested well in our systems. Said, yes, you did, but what do you wanna do? He said, I tried to bring my customers on board with just instead of sending us a fax, it's a fax machine, you know, those fax machines. <laughs> it sits right there. It's so ugly and big, but we, we even don't dare to touch it to filling a form online and take responsibility for the information. So, so what do you mean? Uh, they don't take responsibility for the information that they write and fax to you. He said, sometimes they actually call us and we write down on the page that is empty of those uh, types of information that we collect and we took on that responsibility. Okay, so what do you need from me? Can you solve that problem, Cal? So I can only if you accept it, but I also, I need to hire insurance policy on my life here because this is your business. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, um, everything is going there to you change. Go. Everything. Um, so wow. he said, I know there is a solution out there that can do it. I'm not into mentioning names here, but I'm really about the essence of, yes, it can do one, two, three, and four for you. We can integrate, we can get that sorted out, and then we can onboard your customers. And what do you mean by that? He said, onboarding is not like forcing. So you won't turn off your fax machine overnight and then try to bring that customer to just fill the form. Otherwise, I'm not taking your order. You're shutting down your business. Said technically, yes, we tried in the past and we miserably failed. Hmm. Well then, pick three most important customers that you have. Let's talk 80-20. I need the 20% of your customers that generate 80% of your revenue. Top three of those. So I'll give you X, Y, and Z. Perfect. Would you invest in integrating your system with theirs, updating what you have to accommodate what they have and connect directly in a B2B format? Because this type of partnership is everlasting. There isn't many of you replicated out there. A couple of those manufacturing facilities, you're one of the leaders. So would you be able to bring them on board? I said, keep going. What we're going to do, turn that into a pilot, get their consent to technically tell others, here's what we've done, it's successful, and we will grant that the success is real, is not superficial, it's, it's, it's something that they can actually touch and feel. And then we're going to replicate and onboard five at a time until we go through the whole list, all of those who'd refuse to onboard and say either through the facts or I'm not playing, facts it is. But if we pass the threshold of 60% of your customers that are right now already using your new system, what are you gonna say to that? Isn't that what you want? So it's not by forcing it, it's by changing people's habits. And in order for that to work, you have to have a rewarding program in place, some sort of an incentive. Give them a bit of a discount or offer, offer them more service after sales service engagement, something that will, they will not say no to. So I'm just quoting from the Godfather. Give me a deal that I can say no to, right? 
Otherwise, whatever you're doing is going to sleep with the fishes. Isn't that what they said? And to cut short on this, as you can see, you want to talk to me about technology? I'll tell you, it was never, ever the problem. There isn't a technical problem out there that we cannot solve because we invented it. So we know how to work around it. We can bring something that can replace something else. Eventually, every single car, every single system, every single computer, we created, we made better. We used to use fuel, now we use electricity. Voila, just a simple example of how far we can go and how realistic it is. But I used to watch those when I was a kid on TV and like, oh, we're living in space. Well, now we have it on the ground. But the part that I always find to be the most difficult of all between technology, process, and people is the people part. Take care of your team. Make sure they're accommodating. They understand where you want to go. I'd encourage you to focus on something that people have possibly underestimated, your digital strategy. It must be digestible, simple, adoptable, transferable, not time-bound. It's open. It's a path to start, but not to end. And then evolve. Continue to evolve. Follow, then lead. Remember, industry is a zone that you create within your own ecosystem. You don't have to look at it at large. I'd say within the boundaries of your municipality, who's leading this? Who's got the best name that people usually go to? In person or online? If you're the one, you're an industry leader, all you have to do, multiply this site by 10 of them and you just dominated the province. Grow your brand to harness and deliver multi-million dollar types of contracts that every single Canadian, every single customer across North America can benefit from. Who can deny you as an industry leader and a strong player that they cannot neglect? I'll leave it to you to answer. That's how I would think of my business. I'll pause here. Awesome. So I know that our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? Well, um, I'm pretty sure you're going to put some information about how to reach me after this. But um, working with us on a good and resilient, very dynamic uh, digital strategy would be a good first step. Let's learn from each other how can we make the best out of it. Opexcellence, our company was formed to truly help on um, and take on this challenge along with our customers with focus on your goal. If we are looking to win, I'm looking at your win times two. In fact, win squared, because after that, you'll continue to win on your own and will only become enablers to your winning game all the way through, alongside with implementation, integration, Asian plus Asian and Asian. Yeah, we'll hear about, all about that. That's temporary. Your business is the one that is everlasting. Our engagement will continue to be more putting you on a track. Opexcellence.ca is where you can start. You can also reach me through any of the channels you could think of. Email cal.salem at opexcellence.ca. My number, 
647-773-4888. I don't know if that's really meaningful, but what really matters the most, I'm happy to help regardless. Most importantly, and because I'm here today, offering uh, a free of charge workshop where we can engage together, walk through your challenge, seek what possible solutions might be out there, no strings attached. Then you can decide how would you like to proceed and we will always be there for you. I hope that helps. Thanks. So we will, of course, have all of Cal's links in the show notes, peeps. So just scroll down and you can connect to that now. So I get to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Uh, actually, the moment I graduated from university, I immediately started my own business. Um, I had to sell it because I needed to change flavor. And I sold it to the largest telco company in the, in the country at that time. I'm so proud of the fact that that entrepreneurial spirit never died. It always, it's always there. But I'm also keen on learning from others. So I, I don't know it all, trust me. Um, I always like to learn, but I'm willing to learn it all. So once I put my head to something and I try to make something out of it, there is thrill in learning and reflecting and taking that knowledge and passing it on to others, saying like, hey, look at this. I've, I've, I've experienced it. It's going to be great. Try it. Try it your own way. Have your flavor. Have your color. Um, back until, I would say, 2015, it struck me. And I said, opexcellence.ca, come alive. I'm here. Let's play. But step by step, I want to everybody make sure that I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. Here we are, full-fledged partnership with great companies like Salesforce, Google, um, others to name, but at least we're bringing forward what matters to you. As an SMB leader, we're close to everything you say and we hear you clearly. Enterprise, of course. I've lived in that world for so long. I'm so exhausted from overthinking how we can make this perfect. Maybe in another session, I can walk you through one of the greatest digital transformation programs I lived through between the years of 2011 all the way through 2016. That's what inspired me to package that down to something everyone should be able to um, make use of, turn into a, a currency in your hand, but without exaggerating technology. It's just a matter of behavior. That's one of the fundamental rules about CRM. You think it's a technology piece? It is not. It's everything you know about your customer. If you have it up here, you have the best customer relationship management behavior that will keep your customer always come back to you. System, no system, it's not gonna change a thing. That's where we are. I love it. You have been absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? Um, don't be afraid of anything. Take, take life on as it comes. And when you wake up in the morning, what are you changing today? Even in yourself. Stick to your beliefs. Ground yourself to your principles, even if others don't like it. This is who you are. 
when you believe in what you do, everyone will believe in you, even if they don't agree with you, but I, they will respect you. And I always look for that competitor that measures up to give me a hard time so that I work harder, not easier. Be that one, right? Create and make a change every time you can. I look forward to hearing from you, everybody. And thank you very much for giving me the chance. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Thank you. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.